Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. So we're starting a, a new series this morning called Be Blessed. And um, looking forward to sharing this over the next few weeks um, with you. So looking forward to Rach Emerside's uh, coming and sharing. She shared here a few Sunday mornings ago. Uh, profoundly anointed young Rachel. So I look forward to her sharing again tonight. Do encourage you to come back. And be a part of that. It will be so, so good. Amen? So be blessed. We're going to look at what it means to be blessed. Uh, or in other words, to, to build a greater sense of God's blessing over our lives. And, you know, if you were, you were to talk with me and I was to talk with you today, we'd probably say that we are so blessed in comparison to the rest of the world. Amen? I mean, look at us all this morning, the way that we're dressed. The, you know, we came here in our nice shiny cars. And the reality is if we compared our lives to, say, someone, say, like in Vanuatu, we are so, so fortunate. We are so, so blessed. But the question this morning is this this morning, uh, would you and I like more of the blessing of God in and around our lives, experiencing more of God's blessing in every area of your life? That would be me this morning. I would love to experience more of God's blessing in and around my life. Well, this morning we want to look at how that can actually happen, and it's from the words of Jesus In Acts chapter 20, verse 35, he says these. These are great words, and it's the key to receiving more of God's blessing. It says, it is more blessed to give than it is to what? It is more blessed to give than it is to receive. Jesus said, if you and I want to be more blessed, it's actually more blessed to give than to receive. More blessings, there's more blessings to receive in giving. And the challenge for so many people this morning is when we start to think about being blessed, we start to think about getting more stuff. I want to say this morning, we're not talking about getting more stuff because we've already got enough stuff now. I'm talking about receiving more of the presence of God in our lives as a result of being blessed. I'm talking about more of the blessing of God in our marriages, in our children, in our work, in our finances, receiving more of God's presence in our lives. Amen. That for me is blessing. We can have all that other stuff. Yeah, amen. You know, you can love your boat all you want. I love my boat. I do. Martin loves his boat. But you know what? Our boats can't love us back. You can love your bike. Oh, I love my push bike. Bikes. 13 push bikes in my garage. <laughs> Got to get rid of them. But you love your bike, but your bike won't love you back. Amen. You can have all this stuff, but there's nothing like an ever-growing sense of the blessing of God that's coming upon our lives. Amen. It's affecting our marriage, it's affecting our children, it's affecting our finances, it's affecting every part of our lives. And that's what we want to talk about this morning. How can we be more blessed? And the key thought for this message this morning, if you're taking notes, is this. It's a biblical truth that we need to embrace. The key to a blessed life is developing a heart of generosity. Developing a heart, the key to a blessed life is developing a heart of generosity. In fact, if you want to be more blessed, you'll be more blessed when you become more what? More generous. Amen. So I want you to open your Bibles this morning. Turn to Proverbs chapter 11. We want to look at a few verses of Scripture here. Not enough Bibles in the house. 
can't hear the scruffling of pages. Proverbs, it won't be up on the screen. I'm sorry about that. Proverbs, didn't get the memo. Um, we're getting back old school. Amen. Old school. Opening up the word. Bringing, coming to church with our Bible under our arm. Glory to God, like they used to in the old days. Anyway, Pro- <laughs> shut up. Proverbs chapter 11 follows on some great thoughts there about the power of a generous heart, the power of developing a generous heart. Proverbs chapter 11, verses 24 says this. It says, There is one who scatters, yet increases more. And there is one who withholds more than is right, but it leads to poverty. There's one who scatters, yet increases more. And there is one who withholds more than is right, but it leads to poverty. I love what the next part of this scripture says. It says, the generous soul will be made what? Will be made what? Will be made rich. The generous soul will be made rich. And he who also waters will also himself be watered. Scripture says that what kind of man will prosper? What kind of man will prosper? A generous man will prosper. He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. One man gives freely and gains even more. And the key this morning to a blessed life is developing a generous heart. Are you generous in your heart this morning? Is there a generosity flowing out of your heart? I believe the words of Jesus are so correct. It is greater to give than it is to receive. There is more blessing in giving than there is in receiving. Hallelujah. But you know, often we don't get that. So this morning, God wants to encourage us about developing a generous heart. Amen. Are you generous with your motorbike? I'd love a ride this afternoon. Are you generous with your stuff? Look at what it says there. It says in verse 24, There is one who scatters, yet increases more. But there is one who withholds, who's ungenerous, and, and, and uh, withholds more than right, but it leads to poverty. The generous soul will be made rich, and he who waters will also be watered himself. A generous heart. Turn to your Bibles to another verse of Scripture. I love this verse of Scripture. You'll find it in 2 uh, Corinthians chapter 9. It's such an encouraging scripture about the importance of understanding the power in giving. Everyone say giving. Giving. And this morning we're talking about um, um, being generous and just to encourage you this morning. I'm not preparing you to take up an offering or anything like that, so put that out of your mind. I'm here to encourage us about the importance of developing a generous heart so we can be blessed. That's it. That's what we're talking about. So just move that out. If you're worried this morning, going, where's this pastor going? Not going there. Hallelujah. I want to bring us to the Word of God. And uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, starts in verse 6. It says this, But this I say, Paul speaking, He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or out of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. Don't you love that? But I say this, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. He who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. I had a mate um, many years ago in Newcastle, and uh, he came a couple of times when we were doing the transition. He was a, a retired farmer. Bruce is his name. Some people would remember Bruce. And uh, Bruce owned a number of farms out in the Gilgandra area, still owns a farm out there today, but is retired in Stockton. And Bruce would understand, as a farmer, 
that if he wanted a bountiful crop, he couldn't afford to sow sparingly. If he wanted a bountiful crop, he would have to sow, what? Bountifully. He would have to sow bountifully. And the scripture says exactly the same thing here. He who sows sparingly will reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. If you put a lot of seeds in the ground, you can expect a larger harvest. So it goes on to say in verse 7, So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or out of necessity, for God loves a what? A cheerful giver. You know, in the Greek word, that word there, cheerful, is actually defined as hilarious. You! Hilarious. It's like, wow, I get to give. <laughs> Could you imagine that on Sunday when it comes to the offering time? Everyone starts rolling around in their chairs. Woo! It's about time to give. Why? Because God loves a cheerful giver. God loves a cheerful giver. So verse 8, we see again. In reflecting on Proverbs chapter 11, we see in verse 8 here the blessed life. Watch this. You want to see the blessed life? Then it's in verse 8, and it says this. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. So give, be generous. And then verse 8 says, and God is able to make all grace abound to you that you're having sufficiency in what in what in in all things in every area this generosity this generous heart this 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 heart that says god i want to give and i want to be generous and as a result of that we are blessed it says that god will bless us in all things and we will have an abundance for every good work so the bible teaches us that to be blessed we need to be generous are you generous this morning? <laughs> or are you, they wouldn't give you a wave if they owned the ocean? You didn't get that, Lisa? Okay. Michael will explain it to you after. Are you generous this morning? Because the key to being blessed, not, not, not material-wise, but blessed in your relationship with God and everything else is being generous. Are you generous this morning? Amen. So I want to just move on now. question that I want to think about this morning is knowing that it's more blessed to give than to receive, why are not more people more generous? Or another way of saying it, why aren't more people more blessed? Well, the answer this morning is found in three mindsets. I want to share them with you this morning. Um, the first mindset that we want to look at is the, the mindset. The, the, the mindset. Uh, we have a bag mindset. These are the people that believe, you know, we don't have enough. We'd like to give, but we simply don't have enough to be generous. Everything that we have is in that bag and we have no more. In fact, sadly, many people can relate to the words, and I want to read them to you this morning, out of Haggai chapter uh, 1, verse 6. And many of you might feel like this way. You might have a bag mentality. All we've got is what's in the bag. But in verse um, 6, it says, these people are sort of talking about how they're feeling. It says, you have so much, but you've God speaking to these people. You have so much, but you bring in little. You eat, but you do not have enough. You drink, but you are not filled with drink. You clothe yourselves, but no one is warm. And he who earns wages, earns wages to put it into a bag with holes. A bag mindset. All we've got 
is what's in the bag. You might be like that this morning, thinking all that I've got is what's in the bag. As much as you'd like to be generous, you feel like you can't be because it seems like everything that goes in the bag goes out. There's not enough. I wish I could be generous, but I don't feel like I have enough because my mindset is a bag mindset. All I've got is what's in the bag. These people have a bag mindset. There's never enough, or as long as I have enough, they have a poverty mindset. A bag mindset restricts us from being generous. See it this morning? A bag mindset. All I've got is what's in the bag. That's the first mindset that really, really, really will hold us back from being generous. Amen. Because what did Jesus say in Acts chapter 20, verse 35, Phil? What did he say? It is more blessed. You weren't listening, Phil. You're a teacher. You should have heard that. It is more blessed to give than it is to receive. Got it this morning? It is more blessed to give, to be generous, than it is to receive. So the first mindset is the bag mindset. The second mindset they want to talk about, this is much more encouraging than the bag mindset. This is called the basket mindset. Different mindset altogether. This is the person who believes that God is an abundant God and we can trust him. We've got more than enough because God is an abundant God and we can give freely. We don't have a bag mindset, we have a basket mindset. The basket mindset believes in the words of Jesus and acts upon his words where he says in Acts, excuse me, in Luke chapter 6, verse 38, many of you old school Pentecostals and others would know this so well. Jesus says, give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, will be put into your bosom. With the same measure that you use, listen to it again, it will be measured back to you. Don't you love that there? But what's the, 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 the preface for that promise there? What's the starting point for the generosity back towards us? What's the word? It's, it's, it's give, amen. It's give. I love the New Testament. There's a story of a, a little boy and... One day he's listening to Jesus teaching, and um, from what we understand in the text, there was anywhere from around ten to fifteen thousand people there. They were just listening to the Lord. He was he was teaching them and encouraging them about the kingdom of God. And this little boy was there listening, and uh, what we understand is the sermon went a little bit too long, and it got to the point where we're getting near the end of the day, and people were very very hungry so the disciples started looking around and and asking the question well what will we do should we go to town and try and buy some food uh, and they decided no and then they found this little boy who had um, five loaves and I think it was three fishes or two fishes the little boy brings it to Jesus but the thought is this if that little boy had a bag mindset what would he have done? Oh, I'm not giving that. This is mine. I can't be generous with that. Bag mindset. But you know, the little boy, he didn't have a bag mindset. He had a basket mindset. He said, Lord, the little bit that I've got, you can have. You! And then you know the story, Nick. The story goes on. Jesus holds up the, 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 the loaves and the fish and prays over it. And those ten to 15,000 people all get fed. I mean, what an amazing miracle that is. Hallelujah. But you know, there's a part of that story that often we don't take the time to look at. And I want to just draw it to your attention this morning about the generosity of the God that we serve. We see it in the last part 
Here's the key, and you may have never seen it before. Well, when it was all said and done, the disciples went and they gathered the leftovers. And guess what was left over? Twelve baskets full of leftovers. Talking about the abundance of the God that we serve. God, the God that we serve is the God of abundance. Hallelujah. Why did the Bible say there were 12 bags or baskets left over? Why, why even mention that? There was just leftover. It was nothing. It was to highlight that we serve a generous God and he wants us to be like him in nature, generous as well. He who withholds will go without. He who gives generously will be blessed. Hallelujah. So for me, that story there and that verse there, helps us to highlight with that little boy that when you are faithful with a little, he will give you even more. Amen? Not talking about, you know, giving lots of money away or, you know, whatever it may be, whatever it is that the Lord's leading you to. When we are generous, when we are developing a generous heart, the blessing of God is associated to that. The thought is when we give it will be given to us. When one man freely gives, he will receive even more. When one withholds unduly, he comes to poverty. And my prayer for us this morning is that we are, we are living with a bag mindset. My prayer is this morning that the Lord would break our bag mindset and take us over into the basket mindset, where we know that we serve a generous God. Amen. That as we sow, uh, we can reap accordingly. Amen. When we're generous towards others, we're generous towards God, then God is enabled to be generous towards us. Jesus said that there's more blessing in giving than there is in receiving. Hallelujah. Isn't that astounding? You ever given something away? Look, just a thought. Better hurry up. Five minutes to go. But just a thought. You know, Christmas time, get the best gift and you just go, wow. As you get older, you sort of know it's coming. It's not as much fun. Hey. You know, you feel all right. But have you ever given something away and noticed how different you feel? It's like day and night, black and white. Receiving something, you know, oh, yeah, that feels nice. But when we give something, there's a whole new emotional feeling that comes with that you ever thought about why this is the reason why because it's the nature of God to give <gasps> for God so loved the world that he gave our gods are giving God and so when we give we become in nature like God as well amen that's why we feel that all oh, goosebumps coming it's like we come alive on the inside because that's the way God's called us to live amen amen Hallelujah. It's great to receive, but that's why Jesus said there's more blessing in giving than there is in receiving. So you might have a bag mindset. Really encourage you to get before God and say, God, no longer bag mindset. I want, I want a basket mindset. So the third type of mindset this morning, and this is where I pray some of us are, and if we continue to be faithful and, 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 and generous towards others, then I believe that we'll experience one day. There's the bag mindset, the basket mindset, and the last one I call the barn mindset. Amen? The barn mindset. These people believe and understand that God is infinitely more than enough. In fact, in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 8, it says this, The Lord will send a blessing on your barns and on everything you put your hand to do. 
These people are faithful with what's in the bag and the basket, and as a result of that, their barns begin to overflow. Listen to it. These people are faithful with what's in the bag and what's in the basket, and as a result of that, the overflow starts to take place. Amen. When you and I are faithful in a similar way, listen to this this morning, with our tithing and with our giving, guess what God will do? Our barns will begin to overflow. Listen to Proverbs chapter uh, 3, verses 9 through to 10. The Bible says, Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. For us, that would be our tithe. Uh, we return to God the first tenth. The tithe belongs to God. And I'm believing for God that one day we're not just going to have tithers, we're going to have twithers in the church. Amen. Twithers. Not tithers, twithers. Tithers 10, twithers 20. <laughs> I won't ask you to put your hand up if you're a twither. But what a great place to head towards, being a twither one day, amen. And listen my heart this morning. It's not this this message has got nothing to do about anything other than believing for the blessing of God that comes as a result of being generous. So one of the areas that we, we need to be faithful in is in the area of our tithing, our twithing, and our giving, amen. It goes on to say that honor the Lord with your with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. And then it says, the Bible says, your barns will be filled with overflowing. And you know, the thought of this, the beauty of the tithe is that it teaches us to trust God. It teaches us that God can do more with the 90 that is blessed than with 100% potentially that is not blessed. And the thought is this, when we return to God the tithe, the tithe actually breaks the grip of materialism where we want more. But more importantly, more importantly, more importantly, the last scripture that we're going to go to. It stops us from making the mistake that everything in the barn is for me. So open your Bibles to Luke chapter 12. Your fingers must be getting worn out there today, church. Goodness me. You're going to have to start doing exercises at home for your fingers. Luke chapter 12. Luke chapter 12. We want to look at this last Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We want to look at this last um, verse of Scripture, and then we'll be done. Luke chapter 12. There's a guy in the New Testament who thought that everything was for him. Everything was for him. In verse 16, it says this. The ground of a certain rich man yielded plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do since I have no room to store my crops? So he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build greater... And there I will store all my crops and all my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be many. What did I say? Merry, that's what I meant. You must be listening because you're correcting me. I like it. Take life easy, eat, drink, and be many. And I would say this morning, <laughs> that's it, I'm done. <laughs> All right. I, I work two hours a week. I better make sure that I do my full, right? Correct, yeah, okay. If I sit down now, it's only been like 40 minutes, and that wouldn't be right. Okay. <laughs> many. Many. Mary, 
fucking jinx me. Mary. <laughs> Am I supposed to be having fun up here? Maybe not. Anyway, Betty, how you go? But I'll say to myself, you have plenty of good things laid up for many years. Take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. Which is what so many of us do today. We think everything in the barn is for us. I need a bigger house, bigger car, nicer clothes, new boat. I can be so blessed by God to, you know, have so many, many things, but we can forget that the barn is not just all about us. The barn is about others. Amen? This is where he goes. He says, I will tear down my barns and I will build bigger ones because I believe that everything in the barn is for me. But listen to what God says to him. He says, you fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with anyone who stores up things for himself but is not rich towards God. Check this out. God was not angry at this man because he was blessed. God was angry at this man because he thought that all the blessings were for him. This man had a, had a, a bag mindset with a barn blessing. And you know, friends, that could be a lot like us today as well. You know, you might think you haven't got a million bucks in the bank, so therefore you can't be gentle. We, we are so rich, we are so wealthy, it's wrong how wealthy we are. And yet God is calling us to be generous, amen. Calling us. So I could just have the band to come up, that would be great. So God was angry at the guy, not because of everything that he had. God's, God's not against our possessions. God's got no problems with us being wealthy. In fact, I believe it pleasures God to see us prospering, amen, in numbers of ways. But God was angry at him because he thought all that he had was just for him. Barn blessing with a bag mindset. Barn blessings with a bag mindset. If I could respectfully say this morning, that's probably where a lot of us are. You might be saying right now, well, I don't have a barn. I, I don't have a barn, but the truth is most of us have a garage for our cars. Just saying. Just saying. When you look at your life compared to the people around the rest of the world, you and I have barn blessings. But maybe some of us are struggling with a bad mindset. And possibly the reason you're not feeling more of the presence of God because it's more blessed to give than it is to receive is because we have a bar, bag mindset with a barn blessing. You know why God's blessed us? To be a blessing. Yep. We are blessed, so, so blessed. But there is so much more blessing that God wants to bring in and around our lives. Blessed to be a blessing. I truly believe that when God and what God has given us, He has given us to be a blessing to others. The more that we give, the more we are blessed. And I believe that God so wants to bless our lives, but the key to a blessed life is the heart of generosity. The more blessed it is to give than it is to receive. Amen. 
And I, can I challenge us each from all of us to all of us about this week ahead of us? Where can we show a heart of generosity this week? Starting tomorrow, starting this, maybe even at the, 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 the cash register, you know, you, at Woolworths, being generous with the last behind or the guy behind there rather than just say, thanks, there's my change. Look at him in the eye, give a big smile, say, thanks so much for serving me today. Bit of generosity wouldn't hurt. Or at the garage or at the bank or wherever you are, in whatever situation. Maybe you're going to be sitting at a cafe and the Holy Spirit says, pay for that person's meal or pay for their coffee. What will you do? Pay for it, amen? Because it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. You might have enjoyed that cup of coffee and it was okay, but nothing like the feelings that come as a result of giving, amen? So this week, who can we as people show generosity towards? Could be at school, could be at the workplace, might even be with your boss. Darn, my boss, <laughs> they're Lucifer in the flesh. No, that's okay. Show them a bit of love. Amen. Could be a boss at home, being generous towards your wife, towards your husband. Amen. Going to be a good week for you. <laughs> I can't top it. She, she, she went out and had the, 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 the day spa again. How can I... <laughs> Double five. I've, I've got to get out of here. It's late. No, double five. <laughs> Explain to people later individually. All right. Oh, I just feel my face getting all red now. I really feel my face. All right. Hallelujah. I'm in trouble. <laughs> um, Holy Spirit just left the room. I feel really, I'm gone. Okay. Maybe we could just put something on the, on the internet, disclaimer or something. My wife's beautiful. She is. But this week, amen, be doers of the word, not just hearers. Where can you show generosity? Who could you be generous towards this week? Let's, let's get out amongst our community and out amongst our neighbors and our friends and just get out there and be Christ, amen. Look at ways of being generous. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for the truth that's in your word. Thank you for the great wisdom in what Jesus said, that it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. Help us to take that home as a revelation for this week. May we be generous in all things, in all areas. Help us this week to experience the blessing that comes as having a generous heart. So we thank you for this great opportunity. We pray your blessing over our families. In your wonderful name we pray. Amen.